there, folks, and welcome to episode 136 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, as always, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb, and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5, and follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, EC HeroCast, at gmail.com. Can you hear a cat meowing in the background by chance? Yes. That is a former stray that has become our outside cat and is on the roof right next to my window right now. I'll try to scare him away, but, uh, yeah, I make no promises. I want to throw him into an apocalypse, or pardon me. Uh, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be next week. Wrong segue, you know, I think me and him, old gray boy, are going to have a civil war, if you will. Also, how do you throw somebody into an apocalypse? I have no idea. I was just, I I didn't want to imply that I was going to throw my cat into, like, anything serious. So I was like, I don't know. Here's a segue. That cat got me all flustered. Hey, by the way, this was released on May 6, 2016. Uh, what's your history with this movie in particular, Captain America Civil War? Um, well, I, I think I've only seen it once, and that would be in theaters. And, yeah, at the, oh, uh, the, what do we call it, the, the time, time machine. Uh, around yeah. that time, uh, I went to a fraud conference in Columbus at the Hyatt. So nice. that's what I did. Nice. That's okay. So funny enough, unnamed big box retailer that I worked for, uh, Cloud Nine or whatever. What's the name of the superstore? Cloud Nine. Have a heavenly day. I was over at Cloud Nine, and uh, they were running promotions. They were giving out pins to their employees. You know, Team Cap and Team Iron Man, and you know your boy is Team Cap. Of course, I am. Between the two, whose side are you on, pal? They both made compelling arguments. Uh, Yes. I think I would... I don't know. Let's say before, let's say before, you know, he finds out about Mission Report December 6, 1991. Yeah, you know, I might have to go... I might actually have to go with Iron Man. I just, you know, our podcast tends to uh, come out at uh, interesting times, and uh, much like in this movie, there is a casualty where innocent bystanders are blown up, and uh, that happened in Poland, and that was uh, not not cool. And yeah, Lil Yachty took a uh, a walk with him over there. That was the casualty, right? Uh, no, it was like a, uh, a Ukrainian something or other. They thought it was like a Russian missile, and it's like, no, it wasn't. But uh, anyway, two members of NATO got blown up, and uh, mm-hmm. they were in Poland just minding their own business. Um, mm-hmm. Just a similar scene that happens in this movie. Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, maybe we do need restrictions on all these things uh, to keep that from happening. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, except, okay, here's the more compelling argument, in my opinion. As Cap mentioned, you know, committees are ran by people and people have agendas. Who's to say, you know, we don't get thrown into conflicts we shouldn't be in or we are kept from conflicts we should be in? Yeah, that's the problem. It, it probably wouldn't be well run because really not much is. Uh, so No, when the government gets their hands on things, everything gets kind of messed up. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I mean they both make uh, they both make very good points, and like I said, uh, you know, um, not to be all John Cena peacemaker tweet like oh, the world could use a peacemaker right now, <laughs> but uh, I feel like if there were Avengers in real life and there were a Sokovia Accords, they'd probably say let's. Let's just go ahead and kill Putin. I think we've all had about enough of him, right? I mean, that we can. Pretty much everyone agrees, right? I mean, 
Like, enough. Like, come on. That's enough. Yeah, I'm not a big Putin guy myself. I'm more into poutine. Mm. Mm. That is yeah. pretty good. Hey, so you mentioned, you know, what you were doing around this time. Funny enough, of course I saw this, like, roughly around, like, maybe a week or two after it came out. Um, that's my history with this movie. But that being said, also, this was released on May 6, 2016. By the way, happy uh, Thursday, November 17, 2022. That's when we're recording. Uh, and every time I get close to my bed, my cat comes right outside the window and starts meowing. Uh, so shout out, great let, boy. He's let him in. He is a featured guest on this episode. I should just because he made the effort to climb on the roof, but no, I'm not going to do that. It's cold uh, now. He, pee, he pees in the house. He's got no business being in here. That's why he's an outside cat. Um, okay. Yeah, anyway, this was released on May 6, 2016, the day after I went to an NXT live event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, met some, some friends, uh, actually met Dub for the first time in person at that show. It was a pretty good time. Pretty good time. Main event was, uh, and this will tie in, actually. You mind if I tie into the champions in wrestling? No, please. Well, the NXT champion at the time was Samoa Joe. This was like two weeks into his reign where he wanted, you know, at the Boston House show. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, they, they couldn't have waited like two weeks. I get it, like, Boston is a bigger town than Tulsa, but, like, he couldn't have waited just a couple of weeks and done it, you know, on the, on the Oklahoma loop. But that's whatever. I get it. Anyway, Samoa Joe was the NXT champion. WWE World Heavyweight Champion was Roman Reigns. This was his really good, probably his best run uh, before he, you know, turned heel, came back in 2020. Wait, did all wait, that. wait. You, you, you forgot that Roman is our second uh, former and current champ behind CM Punk. So we've now had I mean, two. I mean, if because when are we going to get to the 2020 movies? Like in the yeah, the next I, like six months. Uh, yeah, something. Because there, like there's a strong chance that you now that you mention it, there's a strong chance that you know we run into like Roman Reigns is in the same title run. <laughs> yeah, as uh, we record, I, just, I do think it's cool when it's like 2016. You know, it was eight years ago, or not? No, sorry, six years ago. Um, yeah. No, I think it's cooler. I mean, it, it you know speaks to well, one, a lack of creativity from the Vince McMahon regime, but um, <laughs> but also longevity on on Roman's end that you know he could have a run, be starting in one year, you know, at one point in time, and then we're you know recording episodes, viewing movies that came out when it started, and it's still going on. Yeah, no, he's you know he's real good. Because if we get to, let's look at the spreadsheet here. If we get to, well, I mean, I would say he's flourishing. I mean, he was, you know, obviously given a lot of opportunities, but, you know, now that they're not, you know, getting in his way, it's, so New Mutants, New Mutants is going to be the first one that's like, or we can be heroes, one of those two, episode 170 or 171, that'll be the first one where it's like, okay, we're in the Roman Reigns tribal chief era. The hell is we can be heroes. That's that Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel that you put on the list. Oh God, why did I do that? <laughs> I think because I brought it up. Yeah, uh, I think I had to. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you chose, but either way, no. Uh, this was a 2016 run. This was the uh, it was a short run because he got suspended, so they had to bookend it really quick. But this was the like the AJ Styles feud. If you remember that one. Yeah, I do. And uh, he had a match with Rollins. Rollins' return match that was really good. That was your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Your uh, TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Drew Galloway, of course. And ROH World Champion, Jay Lethal. Um, still no opinion on Jay Lethal. Uh, he is the lesser, he is the less charismatic half of his tag team that he's going to be in on Saturday, in my opinion. But I also respect the hustle of Jeff Jarrett. I don't know, maybe I'm just different. When uh, when are we going to be able to drop referencing Impact from this segment? Maybe when AEW shows up. <laughs> Maybe when AEW like stops booking like Impact nostalgia acts. Maybe. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know. We'll see. Probably around the Tesla Blanchard era. Oh God, awful. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just make that yeah. the last one. <laughs> 
That might be, yeah, that might be the move. Uh, be like, ah, 2020 was when Impact died. Um, no disrespect to Moose or Josh Alexander, but like, you guys are diamonds in a rough. Either way, also Matt Cardona. Anyway, number one song, digital download, May 6, 2016, was One Dance by Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla. May 7, the chart dropped, and uh, someone had recently passed at the time. Do you want to guess what the number one song was on May 7? Mm, I, I wouldn't know. Your Purple Rain by Prince and the Revolution. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So at this point, you know, we've gone through the time capsule. We talked about the champions in wrestling and, you know, the number one song. Let's talk about the facts and the figures of this movie. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, budget $250 million. Box office, pretty good. $1.153 billion. So that ah. puts it, uh, let's see, real high, number three on our list with a profit Wait. of... They almost did a billion dollars in profit. They did do a billion dollars in profit. Oh, okay, pardon me, pardon me. Wait, I, no, I was mistook. Maybe I, hold on, let me do you some... You said 250, $250 million. Yeah. And then, okay, and but, I think I wrote down the wrong... Uh, and then you said 1.15 or something? Uh, one, okay. 1 billion, 153 million is how much the movie made. So not quite a billion, but like Minus a fair bit. 250 million. 903 million. Yeah. Or 900, whatever. I, I, 97. I typed it in wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know math. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Yes, 903 million. Um, so, apologies. Not number three. It's actually number four on the list behind Captain yeah. uh, Iron Man 3. Yeah. Also, shout out Anthony and Joe Russo, the Russo brothers, the directors of this film. Yeah. Uh, the inflation, uh, I'll have to find that out in a moment. But uh, my list is now flawed. Let me correct it. You better do that. Mm. I will. But before I do that, let me uh, let everyone know that today's episode is sponsored. No, it's uh, the, we okay, have no. our, our Rotten Tomatoes score. Square, Squarespace. <laughs> uh, you'll be disappointed. Critics, 90%. Fans, 89%. What a shame. Fans mm -hmm. went lower, huh? Hey, by the way, is they this the, the start of the, like, it, is this exactly the point when the, like, the unfunny uh, comedy during action, like, is this, like, when, that, this isn't when that started, obviously, but it's definitely, like, this was, it felt amplified in this movie. Uh, I suppose, I didn't mind it. Well, here's the thing. That's good that you don't mind it because you know it's only going to get worse. Mm, I suppose, yeah. And it, it's still here. It's still here. Yeah. Okay, so the inflation is $1.12 billion yeah. for, uh, for this particular film, which is mm. quite good. Yes. Yes. But yeah, it's number four on the list, not three. Behind Iron Man 3, but above Dark Knight Rises. Mm hmm And uh, yeah, that's the Rotten Tomatoes. Did that. Now we have our cast. A lot of people. Yeah. Let's talk about the newbies first. Uh, yeah, let's two start with new Avengers. How about that? Let's talk about T'Challa, uh, Chadwick Boseman. What, what do we think of him? Well, it's uh, super sad because I was reading that this – it was around the time this movie came out that he was diagnosed with cancer. So this was the beginning mm. of the end. And unfortunately, it was like also the beginning of his um, – Yeah. I, mean, I know not his film career, but like as a uh, leading man slash A-list actor, I would say. Uh, I mean, he had already done 42 by this point. He he did, but uh, this was like major stuff. 
I mean, this is a billion yeah. dollar movie. Um, so yeah. Uh, so in this particular movie, um, I, uh, I, I mean, look, it was a really great way to introduce Black Panther. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought he brought a sense of, what's the word? Regalness to the character. Uh, I know there was, you know, before he died, there was talk of like, well, they're going to split the, you know, there was talk of like, well, you know, he'll be the new leader of the Avengers and because in light of what happens to the two unofficial leader, I guess Cap's the leader, but yeah. Iron Man's like the unofficial leader. Uh, yeah. So there was talk of like, well, you know, one Avengers will be led by, you know, Black Panther and the other one will be led by, I don't remember, Captain Marvel maybe, but uh, obviously that's scrapped. So, but yeah, he... Um, like I said, came off, um, you know, quiet dignity, I think is the best way to describe his, his yeah, role. Yeah, sure. Some real, uh, was it, was it Teddy that said, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, very, very Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Pardon me, pardon me if we're, if we're talking Rocketeer, Teddy Roosevelt. Hmm. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. And the uh, next person to don the mask, the third major Spider-Man, Tom Holland, as Peter Parker, slash Spider-Man. What do you think of him? Yeah, our, th- our, our third Spider-Man. Uh, I think he's probably... I think he's probably my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, I know we've mm. talked also about. I'm glad they aged down Aunt May, like your aunt. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree, man. Like I just, I want to look at Aunt May and be like, man, she's hot. And Rosemary Harris gave me that. I don't get that no, from Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look. We've talked about it before. Your aunt is roughly the same age as your parents usually, so yes not yes. unreasonable that like um you know his aunt would be about let's see if he's about what 18 in this or playing an 18 year old she'd be in her 40s it's yeah, not unheard she'd be in her of. 40s and she looked like she'd be in her mid 40s so it makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was aunt may we're talking about spider-man and look um uh, we didn't get a lot of them, but what we did get, I thought was was pretty good. Uh, he was still in like the whole yeah. figure it out phase of his superheroing, which I thought was good. It it also, you know, you uh, the relationship here between him and Tony Stark, like really like added another dimension to the Tony Stark character. Yeah, it did. I mean, he's the father figure that he never had because we don't even see yeah. Uncle Ben ever and. And, yeah, until they say otherwise, it was it was Jason Alexander. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Um, I guess we can knock out some of the reoccurring people real quick. Uh, Paul Rudd as Ant Man, I thought was quite funny in this. Uh, yes, I, I loved when he was in prison and um, he Stark walks by. And he's like, "You never trust a Stark." And he's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. Uh, good uh, old Paul Steven Rudd. Yeah, I liked him being starstruck by the Avengers. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big Cap fanboy, and they make that clear three years from now, too. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff. What? I guess you were bored with her performance. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Um, But I ask questions, because we've seen WandaVision. It's like. She scolds uh, Clint for pulling his punches in, in his fight with uh, Black Widow, but she's pulling her punches the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, probably. Well, you know, she's got a crush on Vision. Yeah. Yeah, she had a crush on Vision, Vision the second he grabbed her by the threshold in Age of Ultron. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can do Paul Bettany as Vision. 
He was, I'm sorry. Also I'm sorry. bored. Why don't you drink some coffee? Jesus. Dude, why don't you, never mind. Uh, he was fine. I got nothing against him. What do you got? What do you got to say about him? Well, I thought that I I was I guess I was um not Lord? No, I wasn't surprised that he was on team Iron Man uh just because he's the ultimate rule follower, not because Tony Stark created him. But yeah. he's the ultimate rule follower, and that was a large part of the movie. Is like he's all about following the rules, and he's got to keep Wanda in this facility because you know she's liable to accidentally kill more people. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, they weren't in it enough to really talk about. How about Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier? He had a pretty big role. Stand out. Yeah. This is probably his biggest movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely it was. Absolutely it was. Uh, this is some of his best work since uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Or, pardon me, uh, until Falcon and Winter Soldier, I should say. Yeah. Let's see. Uh... Daniel Brule as Zemo, the villain in the movie. Yeah, no, I, I'm familiar. It's all about family. It's simple. It shouldn't be a shock, you know, what his motivation was, given, you know, how the Sokovia Accords started to begin with. Yeah, I, I wish they would have added something to make me believe that he was capable of concocting this plan. He's not really given a much of a backstory. Yeah. Uh, so I would have liked to have known why he did all this. Like, he's... I don't know. But I do like... It was a nice touch to have just a normal guy with no powers as your villain who's capable of just outsmarting all the Avengers... But yeah. I would have liked to have known how he got to be that smart. Like, tell me just something. Like, he's a general in the Wachovia, Sokovian army or something. I don't know. Disney Plus has announced Zemo coming in 2023. Don't give many ideas. They might. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, you say that, but why would anyone watch a, a Disney Plus Zemo show? <laughs> Why would anyone watch an Echo show? She can't even speak. Mm. Uh, they'll figure it out. Uh, that that to me is like the one. I'm just like, okay, that. Look. Give me Squirrel Girl. Why are we? It's like, why are we doing Echo? Like, you can put her in the Daredevil show. That's fine. I don't. I don't necessarily need an Echo show or Agatha for that matter. But I do feel better about the Ironheart show. Since we saw her in the movie, spoiler. Yeah, the uh, the first thing I thought, you know, when they said this is, you're listening to a hero podcast. We're gonna spoil stuff. True. With her being with her being in MIT, it's like, oh, so Ned and MJ are gonna show up. Yeah, I did have that thought. Uh, That's that immediately was... what I thought. I thought for a second, like they're gonna have a cameo in this movie. Well, yeah. Since we're talking Spider-Man, kind of. Uh, I would. Uh, I hope. Look, I don't know what the hell Sony's doing. They're talking about, like, doing Spider-Girl now or something. It's like, can we just have Spider-Man come back to the MCU? Like, I don't... To me, Sony's dicked around way too long with these villain movies that, like, no one has much interest in. And it's like, is Andrew Garfield ever going to show up to fight these villains, or are we just going to keep doing villain movies forever? Because my friend pointed out, like, well, they're just going to keep milking it to keep the rights. It's like, yeah, but eventually these movies are going to lose money. Like, it happened to X-Men, so, uh, anyway, uh, I would like Spider-Man to come back to the MCU, because we've gotten, we got, uh, like, if you, if you're a diehard Spider-Man fan, as I am, you know, there's like, there's kind of like two Spider-Man, there's the street, there's the Spider-Man that fights the street-level crime, and there's the Spider-Man that does the Avengers stuff. 
Well, we've seen the Avengers stuff, Spider-Man, now with MCU. Now I'd like to see him fight the street-level crime. Even in his solo movies, it's like, yes, technically, like, you know, Vulture, Mysterio, they're not, like, Thanos-level villains, of course, but, you know, he still gets help from other, you know... Oh, wait, no, he doesn't. Yeah, he gets help from Iron Man, yeah. So it's like he still gets, you know, help with from S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything, but now it's like everyone forgot that he's Peter Parker... And he's just going to be back to being uh, not in the Avengers. I'd like to see him fight some street-level criminals now. Yeah. All All right, we need to wrap the cast up. (sighs) Right. uh, Well, we got three more. Scarlett Johansson is Natasha Romanoff. I thought big role for her. Yeah. I thought she did great. She's a big fan of the Hurricane Rana, I've noticed. Um, Yeah. And then we have the main the main guys, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Chris Evans as uh, Captain America. Why don't the, you do Captain America since you're Team Cap, and I'll do well, Robert Downey Jr. since I'm Team Iron Man. Okay, if we're doing shout-outs real quick, shout-out to that creepy-ass deep fake of young Robert Downey at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Captain America, a man driven by a want for the... The betterment of society, you know, even as misguided as he may be. Also, he made out with his crush's niece. That was weird. Um, <laughs> I did. Know, I wrote that, that too. <laughs> that was weird. Like it, it never gets brought up again. Thank God. But that I don't. Was I don't know. She did she show up in any more movies? I can't even remember. Not movies. She was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's right. That's right. I knew I saw her again. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I mean, a man, you know, driven by the love of family and friends, of course. And, uh, we get a really emotional fight and standoff between, uh, of course, my boy Cap and your boy Iron Man to end the movie. And, uh, let's just say it breaks, uh, breaks some hearts for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man, this was great. I, you know, I thought his motive... I thought his motivation for uh, wanting the Sokovia Accords made sense. Um, The only thing, I don't know, when he found out that the whole thing, that Cap was right about everything, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. You can either look at it and be like, well, okay, I was wrong. Or you can look at it as like, well, I was wrong, but not really type of deal, you know, like, um, like if you ever watch Skip Bayless, he's never wrong. It's why well, I would have been right if not for this. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Cap or uh, Iron Man is just like, eh, I was wrong. Okay, let me undo everything I thought. But then there's the um, there's the ace in the hole that we will get to that uh, Zemo had. Yep. All right. I guess uh, time to dive into the plot. Let's dive into it, buddy boy. Well, we open in 1991. It's a Hydra base in, uh, where was it, uh, uh, Siberia. And Winter Soldier is being, I don't know what to put, I just said created in a lab, but not really. He's just, they're just like, doing brainwashing brainwashing techniques on them. Uh, they're me- working on his metal arm, and then... Yeah, brainwashing him with certain, like, phrases and words and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like, they're speaking Russian, but it's like, you know, uh, December, 9, you know, uh, holiday, and just random words, and it triggers him to become Winter Soldier. So, he goes on a mission. He knock He... he uh, there's a car on the road. He, you know, knocks the car off the road. He grabs some super soldier formula from the car. Then we cut to present day in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, the Avengers are on a mission to stop a uh, a scam call center. I wish that would <laughs> be uh, that in India, man. I just my phone. 
My phone and email, yeah. too much of that junk. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're actually going to stop Brock Rumlow from uh, Captain America 2, who I forgot. I think I said in that review he died. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he came back. <laughs> yeah, it certainly looked like he died in that movie, but no, he didn't die. He's just horribly disfigured. Yeah. Anyway, he's trying to steal a bioweapon. And after an extensive fight, Black Widow gets the weapon back, and Captain America defeats Rumlow. Rumlow's about to uh, go suicide bomber and blow up Cap, but Scarlet Witch blocks it, kind of encompasses, uh, not encompasses, uh, entraps him inside of like an energy bubble, uh, but she can't really hold it. She's like raising it up to get it away from the people, but uh, she loses control. And it blows up a big building. Like, yeah, like a corner office building where uh, we learn that there are some people from Wakanda that are just working and minding their own business. And, yeah, uh, and uh, Batman's friend Jack was also in there. Yeah, he was. That's too yeah, bad. That is. Jack got it twice. Yeah. R.I.P. to a real one. Mm-hmm. No, I thought we were going to save that for the king, man. Come we'll, on. We'll use it again. No, you can only use it once an episode. You've already ruined it. <laughs> I, re I rescind it. I will use it later. Right. Well, we cut to Tony Stark's past. His dad and mom are about to leave, but it's just a hologram. Mm -hmm. It's in his mind. He's giving a speech to MIT, and he's like, oh, this is a machine that can project your vision into reality, which I would totally buy that. <laughs> um, anyway, he is. Uh, he gives a speech. Everybody claps. Um, he's Except met off. Bill and Hull. Yeah, that's true. He is met offstage by Jim Rash, who plays Dean Pelton, who is Dean yes. Pelton. Is, he's Dean Pelton in everything, I'm convinced. Like, he's always yeah. just a quirky college dean. Yes. Uh, but yeah, even then, he's like, I know, you're talking about money, going to the staff, and I know, ooh, gross, but... <laughs> okay, Dean. Uh, so backstage, then he meets a woman who tells him, hey, uh, you, uh, you murdered my son in Sarkovia. Who's going to avenge him? I did right. To be fair, if Ultron were not stopped, her son would still be dead. Yeah. So that's the, that's her son would be dead no matter what. Anytime someone gets indignant about, like, oh, the collateral damage of these superheroes. Um, also, you'd be dead if Ultron was successful. Exactly. Exactly. It's like... Yeah, it sucks, and yes, if you want to blame anyone in that particular instance, Tony Stark is the guy, because he created Ultron. Yeah, but nobody but, knows that. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think, I don't think. Fair, that's fair, but at the same time, like I said, you know, you want to blame this guy, but he's part of the reason that things weren't worse. And yeah, it sucks that your kid's dead, but it's like, if the Avengers weren't there, it would be a hundred times worse, and you would be dead. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue the way they choose to fight these villains is a little reckless. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know how else you're supposed to stop a, do you think villains uh, an AI fair? with a god complex. <laughs> do, do you think villains fight fair? They don't, man. No, he was going to drop a, a country in, into the earth and blow up the earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I guess if I lost a kid, I'd be mad too. I, I yeah. I, I'm not blaming her. I'm just, from an outsider, yeah. Anyway, the Avengers... Then By the way, this is the much more compelling version of the, like, crippled guy who's like, bro. <laughs> you just said the much more compelling version of the crippled guy, and then cut out. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, of the, the crippled guy who's like, Superman's no hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I I, yeah. I tend to blame... I, I'm always the guy that blames the uh, the actual evildoer. Yeah. I don't know. I, I tend to blame the villains, not the people that try to stop them. That's my policy. Yeah. Anyway, the... Uh, the Avengers then meet with old Thunderbolt Ross, uh, who I hear is yep. getting recast. <laughs> yeah, and not to be played by Sam Elliott, unfortunately. 
No. Anyway, he's uh, he's he scolds them for being vigilantes who can operate without borders and have no concern for what they leave behind. I guess that part's true. They don't really clean up. <laughs> yeah, I think Thunderbolt's just kind of jealous that the uh, U.S. military can't do the exact same thing. Yeah, definitely. Maybe he should yeah. start up his own Avengers group. Wonder what that would Maybe. be like. You should, yeah. And they should grab Wonder- all the vibranium in Wakanda. Yeah. Maybe they will one day. Who knows? But Ross has a solution. The Sokovia Accords, which if you watch She-Hulk, know that those got repealed. So. Yeah. Which is actually very funny. It's just like a throwaway line, too. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny. It's like it ruins the whole plot of this movie, but... Anyway, yeah. uh, the Avengers will now operate under the supervision of the UN of, of of a UN panel, and only if that panel deems it necessary. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't hate the idea of controls for them, but when as soon as you said UN, it's like I'm out. They're no, they'll, they'll just they'll fumble it. Hundred percent hate the idea just based on principle, and you know it's Cap already said it. I don't need to say it. Yeah. Well, we cut to Cleveland, Ohio. But also, I'm libertarian, so that probably plays part of it, I'm sure. Yeah. It's hard to say, because superheroes aren't real, except uh, yeah. the the dude in Seattle uh, who turned yeah. into a supervillain, Phoenix Jones. Whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we cut to Cleveland, Ohio, where there's some dude, his house is broken into by Zemo. And the guy whose house is broken into was the guy from the uh, clip earlier who was saying all these code words to Winter Soldier. Yes. And he has the Z- he has a book that Zemo steals containing the words to activate Winter Soldier. Also, he drowns him in a sink, which was kind of funny. Yeah. It made me think he had some sort of, like I said, some kind of military background, like... If you're just a rig- like if he was just like an IT guy, he's not gonna know how to rig up a system to drown someone in a sink. I was gonna say they they discussed that in the movie. You're aware of that, right? I did they? I don't. It may have ju- it may have just been a throwaway line, but we see pictures of Zemo in military garb. Okay, maybe I missed that. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so back at the Avengers headquarters, they're debating this Sokovia Accord. Tony's a fan of it. But Steve doesn't like it because he thinks it will limit them and what they'll be controlled by people with agendas. And then Tony's mm-hmm. like, uh, meet this kid. And he gave he went all like politician on us, like Yeah. Yeah, he went real like he tried to go for the soft spot. Yeah, like here's this person and they're never gonna grow up. <laughs> he was acting from an emotional standpoint and not a pragmatic standpoint, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh like I said, I I like the idea of Sokovia Accord. I don't like what they proposed. Like, it's it, it, it's it, the idea is okay. Having it be under the UN, like, no, I'm out on that. Yeah. Just have the U.S. do it. Like, we we know what we're doing. We don't ever get into also, wars that we shouldn't be in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the U.S. <laughs> definitely doesn't operate with political agendas. That's for sure. Name one war we've entered that we shouldn't have. I bet you can't. Exactly. No, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so the Avengers... Hey, remember the uh, the North Korea history lesson? We got... Russia controlled the North, we controlled the South. Look how that turned out. We were, we, you know, our our Korea yeah. prospered and Russia's... Yeah. Well, Russia's, we have the good... Uh, we have failed. The, the, good, the good Korea, as we call it. Yeah. So yeah. it's not all bad. Yeah. Uh, so the Avengers, they start talking, they start, sorry, taking sides, but uh, Steve gets a text, says uh, she's gone in her sleep, yep. and then he just leaves. Yep. So, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we cut to London, England, where we're at Peggy Carter's funeral. Yep. Hopefully she comes back and gets killed again. Um, I think she will. Yeah. Uh, funeral really didn't add much, and but anyway, uh, we cut to Vienna, where the Sokovia Accord is about to be signed. Uh, Natasha's there and talking, so, yeah, talking with the podcast debut of T'Challa. Like I said, yeah, I forget where I was when I heard that. Like this, it was around this time when he was 
It made the movie much more of a bummer to watch when I, because I heard that before I watched this movie. Like, yeah, it was around Civil War and he was diagnosed with cancer. It's like, God, so he was filming this knowing, it, you know, I don't know if he knew yeah. it was going to kill him at this point because, you know, it was, what, four, four or five years later? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would suck. Ugh. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, so yeah, podcast debut at T'Challa. And at Vienna, King T'Chaka, the king of Wakanda, is speaking when a bomb goes off. And uh, King T'Chaka is no more. Yeah, and uh, it gets blamed on the Winter Soldier. As a perfect also, setup, and you missed it. Also, RIP to a real one. Thank you, thank you. But yes, yeah. the news, they show video of the bomber suspect, and it is the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, T'Challa tells Natasha he will kill the suspect himself. Natasha mm-hmm. tells Steve not to interfere, but he is not uh, not a fan of that idea. Steve is uh, no. all about friends. Yeah, it's all about friends. So in, I knew I was going to mispronounce this when I minute I typed it, Bucharest. I might have pronounced that right. Uh, Maybe. Anyway, it's in Romania. Captain America locates the Winter Soldier. And Bucky's like, it wasn't me. I wasn't in Vienna. And Cap says, well, the people who think you did are coming here. And the SWAT team storms in the room, tries to get Bucky. Bucky escapes onto a roof when he is stopped by the debuting Black Panther with a very cool entrance, by the way. Yes. Uh, There's a big chase scene. Bucky grabs a motorcycle. Cap's in a car. All three eventually wreck. War Machine shows up. And the SWAT team arrests Captain America and Bucky. And War Machine had a great line like, "How's it feel to be one? Or uh, how's it feel to be a criminal now, Steve?" Uh, they're also about to oh, arrest. Oh, by Black- the way, screw you, Rhodey, you dick rider. <laughs> he really is. Uh, they're also about to arrest Black Panther, and then he unmasks, and they see it's T'Challa. And then the police are like, "Whoa, we're not going to arrest a black guy." <laughs> they're like, "Whoa, whoa, we're not going to arrest a arrest a black guy." Yeah. I mean, that was the most realistic thing in the movie. Of course, yeah. Like, oh, whoa, it's okay. He's not one of whoa, them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. <laughs> so we cut to Vision and Wanda. This is the beginning of their relationship where they start a fake family. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're flirting, I guess. And then we, uh, we cut, uh, this is also, she's under house arrest unofficially because uh, it's like, yeah, let's keep her on the DL since she killed a bunch of people. My bad. Then we cut to Berlin as Bucky's being hauled to jail. And T'Challa asks Cap, you know, how long do you think you can keep your friends safe from me? And at the prison, Tony's there. He tells Cap, and Falcon, the Secretary War- Secretary Ross, I'll just call him Thunderbolt, uh, once you both prosecuted, he also tells Cap he and Pepper separated, and he's hoping that the Accords can get help his relationship because, you know, his life won't be as chaotic. And then yeah. Tony tries to get Cap on board with the Accords and tells him how Bucky will be transported to the U.S. and how Wanda's being watched by Vision. So, they're all taking sides. Yeah, like they're about to have a civil war or something. Yeah. At the, uh, Bucky's getting a psych evaluation, except the guy evaluating him is Zemo. And he's, uh, reading off, uh, he has an EMP bomb delivered to a power grid, which kills the power to the city. He reads off all the trigger words to activate Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier breaks free, he attacks both Cap and Falcon. The other Avengers and T'Challa try to slow Winter Soldier down. He almost escapes in a helicopter, but Captain America stops him. The two eventually fall off the building and into a river. This time it's Steve who pulls Bucky out of the water. And then the news reports that Bucky and Steve and Sam Wilson are all missing. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think we're about to head into the uh, Ant-Man post credit scene. I believe so, yeah. So Steve asks Bucky, who is this Zemo guy? And Bucky says uh, he wanted to know where the base is in Siberia is because I'm not the only Winter Soldier. Then we cut to 1991 again, and the Super Soldier formula, he stole 
there's like a squad of Winter Soldiers. There's five of them. He's like, they're even stronger than me. They're more dangerous. They could, you know, they could just infiltrate a country and just bring it down with ease in one day. What a what a setup, by the way. Oh, it's great. Just, I love the just twist. To, <laughs> just to immediately, like, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> I love that twist. Uh, yeah. So Steve wants to apprehend Zemo, but Sam tells him that there's no way Tony will believe all this, and we can't do it without the authorization because of the Accords now. And Sam says, well, I know someone who can help. That was the post credit scene from Ant-Man. Yep. Back at Avengers HQ, Natasha tells Tony she has an idea, and it's downstairs. I don't think we ever find out what that was. Uh, I assumed it was going to be like uh, Hawkeye, and then I'm like, Later on, it's like, oh, yeah, he was on the other side of the uh, Civil War, so it wasn't him. Who the hell was her idea? I don't know. <laughs> but Tony says, I have one, too. And she's like, well, where's yours? Cut to Queens. Enter Peter Parker, the pod... I can't say podcast debut. Podcast debut with Tom Holland as Peter Parker. He lives yeah. with his Aunt May, of course. And uh, he sees Tony Stark is in his living room when he comes home. Which would be uh, pretty crazy. It'd be like if Elon Musk was just sitting in your living room when you sh- got home. So he's blown away some... by this. And he knows uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And uh, he recruits him. And he offers kind of an upgrade from his cloth suit. They don't really see his uh, suit exactly, but uh, he gets an upgrade. But yes, it's implied yeah. that he's wearing like just, you know, kind of like probably what uh, Spider-Man had when he, when he wrestled Macho Man, yeah, Bonesaw or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a crafts project for sure. Yeah. Well, we cut to the now unretired Clint. This is where I thought this was. he was with Wanda's, but no. And uh, he's bringing Wanda back from Vision. Vision stops him, but Wanda like, buries him in... I don't know how else. She sucks him into the floor and then plummets him all the way through the basement, like 10 stories. Yeah. So some domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, Elsewhere, Peggy's niece helps Steve, Sam, Bucky escape out of town. Steve kisses her, which, like I said, is weird, considering he ends up with uh, his aunt, or her aunt. Yeah, her aunt, yes. Yeah. Anyway, they're at the airport when Sam introduces Steve to Scott Lang, the Ant-Man. That's where he geeks out on him. And Captain yep. America wants to leave when Iron Iron Man, War Machine, Black Panther, Spider-Man, and Natasha show up. Had his team Iron Man. They're against, of course, Team Cap, which is Captain America, Falcon, uh, Ant-Man, and uh, Wanda. And then, uh, who am I missing? It is uh, Hawkeye. Yes. Oh, Vision shows up. He's on Team Iron Man. I think I think Team yeah. Iron Man was probably stronger, especially with Vision. Yeah, pro- probably. Yeah. But I think Wanda like even the odds a little. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Of course, we do have a heel turn, so that you know. Wow! 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 Sorry. Uh, anytime someone says like heel turn or anything, I think NWO, Hulk Hogan, sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So yeah. Iron Man tells Cap he has eight hours to bring him in, and Captain America tells him about Zemo looking for these five other super soldiers. But uh, it doesn't go down well, and then we get the Avengers versus Avengers battle. And mm-hmm. uh, they're about to kill Iron Man, and he says, you're killing Martha. And he says, oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> don't! Don't! You're killing Howard! <laughs> yeah, Cap's Howard. Like, Why'd you say that name?! Yeah, no, uh, this is a uh, a much, 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 much stronger motivation for the two feuding than what we got in uh, our movie last yeah. week. Yeah, for sure, for this sure. This is how but you do a Civil War. I'm a- you can kind of, here's the thing, though, you can kind of poo-poo the battle other than, like, Natasha. Uh, I mean, you see the appearance of Giant Man, which is awesome. Yeah, that was really fun. I mean, the battle's and, great. Uh, I thought it yeah. was, I mean, you got to see, you know basically fantasy booking like you're never going to see these guys fight again so it was kind of cool just to see what it was like and then they're all making kind of like yeah. jokes during the fight um i like the one which line, i was not a fan of myself 
Well, I liked uh, when they first see Spider-Man, and he's like, uh, I think it was Sam Wilson's like, everybody's got a gimmick. I liked that. Yep. And then I liked uh, when Spider-Man's like, you guys remember that really old movie, uh, Return of the, or not Return of the, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and how they knock over the big giant machine and they tie his feet together? Yeah. And they're like, it's... old movie, like, come on, where'd you get this guy? Gosh. But yeah, uh, the fight, I thought, just really great. You know, we got Ant-Man as the giant, Captain America. Um, we got a little bit of everything, too. Uh, kind of everybody fighting. They all mixed it up a little bit. And then uh, Captain America and Bucky go for the jet as Black Panther follows them. But Natasha's there. She says, and uh, she switches sides. She shoots Black Panther, just stuns him. She's like, they're not going, yeah. you're not going to stop them. They're just going to keep going. So, uh, you know, I said I let you find Bucky, but I didn't say I let you capture him. So this will allow Cap and Bucky to escape. After the fight, Vision also apologizes to Wanda. Iron Man and War Machine chase the jet, but Falcon follows them. Vision fires at them. War Machine is inadvertently hit. He is shot down and crashes. He's alive. Yeah. You know what? Okay, first off, screw you, Iron Man. I loved that scene. I, I hate this scene. I, I hate Iron it. Man. Okay, first off, Iron Man, you can't get mad at Sam for dodging an incendiary. You can't you can't get mad at him for dodging you. Okay. Your friend got hit by your weapon. That's on you, man. It is, like, but I simple. just, you know, he Sam's just Sam, like, oh, I'm sorry, Sam. and then he's immediately shot. <laughs> Sam, who didn't want him to get hurt, is like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, what happened? And then, nope, I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Yeah, no, if, you know, because Iron Man's gonna ask Sam for a favor later, I would have told Iron Man to go to hell. Well, look, it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. That's the way yeah. I look at it. So whatever. Uh, on the flight home, this is where Stark learns about Zemo and how he was framed and Bucky yeah, for the bombing. And Iron Man's just like, "Yep, oh, I was wrong." <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was it's kind of lazy, but at the same time, it's like, what else are you supposed to say? You know, like yeah. You you know, it's like, well, you were either proven wrong, you can either just admit you were wrong, or you can just go with the conspiracy theory and be like, ah, no, I really wasn't wrong. No, alternative fact. Yeah, an alternative fact. So, Zemo ends up in Siberia, finds the frozen Winter Soldiers, Stark meets with Ross and asks to find Zemo. We then see everyone who was on Team Cap, except Cap and Bucky, they are in jail. So, Stark asks Sam, this is where we got the, uh, (laughs) where, uh, Ant Scott Man Lang. was like, yeah, Scott Lang, Ant Man, he's like, you can't trust a Stark. Who are you? He's like, oh. <laughs> he just, it's the, yeah. it's the audible disappointment in his voice that was, that did yeah. it for me. He's heartbroken, yeah. Um, plus just asking who are you is always a great burn. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Stark asks Sam where Steve went, and he uses his watch to disable the security for thirty seconds. Sam tells him where Steve went, but he's like, oh, I gotta go alone. Stark leaves and tells Ross, uh, he's like, yep, none of them told me anything. And Iron Man exits the helicopter, but then he, well, he leaves in a helicopter, and then he exits the helicopter in his Iron Man suit and heads to Siberia, but Black Panther is following him. So Iron Man finds Captain America and Bucky and tells them Ross doesn't know he's here. He's also after Zemo. They enter into this big room. They see all the super soldiers have bullets in their head. They're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. Zemo's behind this big armored door. He tells Cap he lost everyone in Sokovia. And he plays a video of Winter Soldier stealing the super soldier formula from earlier. But what we don't see, this is the big twist, is uh, the people driving the car were uh, Tony's parents... And then we see that the driver was Howard Stark, and see Winter Soldier killed both of Tony's parents. And well, the killing of uh, of Tony's mom is just implied 
Like they're not going to show male on female violence, let alone death, but it, the implication. Yeah. And then Tony asks Steve if he knew. Steve says, look, it wasn't him. He's like, did you know? He says, yes. Now, even you on Team Camp have to admit, kind of a dick move to keep this from your friend. Like, absolutely, oh, my yeah. friend killed your parents, but I'm not going to tell you. No, absolutely, yeah, dick move. But at the same time, like, that doesn't change, you know, my stance here. But, yeah, like, Cap is not a perfect guy. Like, he protected one friend and hurt the other. Well, Iron Man then attacks Captain America and Bucky. They have this huge fight in this missile silo, I guess is what it was. And we get the great shot of Bucky and Cap beating down Iron Man with they're just tossing the shield back and forth. Uh, yeah. Iron Man then blasts off Bucky's arm, so I guess his energy is stronger than vibranium. Yeah. Uh, Zemo is on the outside. He climbs out. He's uh, I, I thought he was gonna just blow up the whole room, but uh, he doesn't. And uh, T'Challa approaches him. Zemo talks about how he lost his father, wife, and son in the Sokovia incident. And uh, Zemo says, I knew I couldn't kill them, but I thought I could get them to kill each other. And Yeah. T'Challa... It said, you know, if you, if an empire is uh, blown up from the outside, it can rebuild. But an empire that crumbles cannot be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Even though... It crumbles within each other. I mean, even though America rebounded after their civil war, as did uh, yeah. Spain. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so T'Challa tells him, anger has consumed you, and it's consumed them, and I'm letting it done. I'm done letting it consume me. Then Zemo whips out a gun and tries to kill himself, but uh, T'Challa yeah. grabs it and uh, apprehends him. Yeah, so. yeah, he says, I'm done letting that consume me. Zemo pulls out the gun and says, tell that to the dead. <laughs> T'Challa yeah. stops it and says, the living aren't done with you yet. Yeah. Well, that was hard. Well, to be, I mean, look, T'Challa, uh, this guy did kill his dad, so. Even, okay, like, that, not only is that, like, a personal thing, like, that's, he's a terrorist. He killed, like, a world leader. Yeah, that's true. He He's a big-time yeah. terrorist. Yeah. So back inside, Iron Man finally defeats Captain America, and he says, stay down, mm -hmm. final warning, which I thought was a great meme people used when Mo um, Morbius came back into theaters and did like yeah. $80,000. Yeah. Uh, Captain America says, I could do this all day. And then Bucky grabs Iron Man, allowing Cap to get uh, his shield, smash their reactor in Iron Man's chest, shutting off his suit. So Okay, uh, first off. Yeah. First off. Let's break that down real quick. Okay. Well, it was a handicap match. Cap, and Iron Man held his own, I would say. No, no, no. Cap, that, just that specific, like that last part there. Cap raises the shield. Mm -hmm. Iron Man is like, oh, my God, we've gone too far. Instinctively covers his head. Like, oh, my God, he's going to try to kill me with this shield, with my father's own creation. Yeah. And then, you know, Cap, you know, puts it through the reactor. And Cap does this, and he looks heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, he knew that neither of them would stop. And uh, that he shut off the suit, so he's basically just wearing a but suit he of also, armor at this point. Like, he also knows, like, man, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Well, as they're leaving, uh, Iron Man just kind of shouts, you know, hey, you don't deserve that shield. My father made it. And to be fair, Cap's like, okay, and then just drops it. <laughs> yep. Then we cut to Zemo, who's in prison with Everett Ross, no relation to Thunderbolt, mm -hmm. as uh, the guards. Um, oh, yeah, he's the guard. He was in this movie a little bit, but he'll have a bigger role yeah. later on. Uh, Tony is meeting with Rhodey, who's recovering, when Stan Lee delivers Tony Stank a FedEx package. <laughs> Yeah. And it's a letter from Dang. Captain America. Yeah. Says, hey, I'm glad that, uh, glad you're back at the compound because the Avengers, they're your family, and I wish I could work this out, but, uh, you know, if you ever need me, I'll be there for you. So, that was nice. Uh, Have a great summer. Yeah. Then we see the prison where Team Captain America was locked away, and it was breached, and we see Captain America is the one who broke in. Roll credits, mm -hmm. but got a couple 
credit post credit scenes and a mid credit scene. Uh huh. The mid credit scene, which is far more important than the end credit, is uh, Bucky's in Wakanda. He tells uh, Steve he's going back under, putting him back in like a medically induced coma. It's like it's the best thing until I can get get my mind fixed. So Steve thanks T'Challa and says if they find out he's here, they'll come for you. And then T'Challa says, let them try. And then we pan out and get a little bit of a glimpse of Wakanda, but uh, don't really see a whole lot. Just a big Black Panther statue. We'll get more of it in two years. Mm-hmm. And the end credit scene, Peter's in his room, icing his black eye. He's trying to convince May that he got in a fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. The other guy was really big, which is technically true. Uh, yep. And then when May leaves, Peter's experimenting with his brand new web shooter from Stark Industries. And then a message pops up. Spider-Man will return. He sure will. Folks. Mm-hmm. That is Captain America Civil War. We got to wrap this up. We're going to grade it. We're going to get out of here. This was great action, great drama, just great everything except for the comedy, in my opinion, by and large. That being said, this is a well earned 9 out of 10. Yeah, this was, uh, look, Batman Superman. This is how you do a, uh, a Civil War style movie uh, with heroes battling. Uh, I didn't mind the comedy. The only complaint, Zemo's plan was very Joker escaping from prison in the Dark Knight-esque in that everything had to go right type of deal. I mean, what if Sam didn't tell Tony where Steve went? Then it'd be like, that never, it's like, if that didn't happen, then it'd be like Steve and... Bucky get into this room and they're like, all the winter soldiers, all the new winter soldiers are dead. Okay, let's go home. <laughs> like, you know, nothing happens. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of suspension of disbelief, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a minor complaint. We got some incredible action, maybe the best action we've seen in this whole podcast. Uh, but yeah, a lot of fantasy matchups, I guess. Uh, we got two new Avengers. That's fun. So I'll, I'll also give it a nine. I I, I toyed with a nine and a half, but uh, eh, Zemo's plan just a little too hard to believe. But you know, it's it's a minor complaint when you know we got such a an awesome movie. But uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, folks, join us next week. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus, fire it up go to the Marvel Legacy Edition collection, whatever the hell, and uh, look for X-Men Apocalypse. We will be reviewing that. And, oh, uh, man. Yeah. I should have, have a show on as well. We should. I'm just going to tease this. Two teasers, actually. I First teaser is I have been waiting for this for a very, very long time. And... The one thing we say on the podcast is we don't complain without offering solutions. I have offered the biggest solution to fix this movie, and you will enjoy it. Um, I'll actually have to send it to you and uh, hopefully friend of the show if they can do it. It's uh, It will require some voice acting from the both of you and me. So, Okay, interesting. That would be a fun Thanksgiving. Yeah, look, I mean... I, 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 I don't want to spoil anymore. I don't want to spoil uh, anymore. I'm just, uh, just going to say I've been looking forward to this one for a long time, and I am I am ready. I am ready to do battle against this movie. <laughs> it's just, <clears throat> go back and listen to, um, go back and listen to Days of Future Past. That's all I'll say. Um, and, and you can, you know, just, just do that, and then, uh, then wait till next week and hear, hear why I've been waiting for this for so long. Yeah, I look forward to that. And uh, to quote Captain America, it's customary anytime Cap shows up that I say this. <clears throat> I can do this all day.
Haven't seen you in a while How've you been? Have you changed your style And do you think That we've grown up differently Don't seem the same Seems you've lost your feel for me So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree You got 